You are listening to the No Formula Podcast, episode number 10. From homeless to starting many successful ventures, Mayan Gordon is a social media consultant, speaker, and glassblower. With over 1.7 million followers on TikTok, Mayan has built several loyal audiences by always providing emotional value. In this episode, she reveals tips on growing your TikTok account, how she navigated entrepreneurship after dropping out of college, and how her curiosity has opened doors to new opportunities. Visit tiktokabc.com to get Mayan's TikTok master class. At this time, it is 50% off. In the meantime, continue listening to hear how Mayan is building passive income and how she and her husband literally blew themselves up. Literally. The No Formula Podcast offers a glimpse into the lives of real entrepreneurs who possess a variety of experiences and backgrounds. Through raw conversations, learn about their passions, journeys, setbacks, and milestones. Join host Laura L. Bernhardt as she confirms that there is, in fact, no formula to success. Get inspired and stay motivated throughout your entire journey. Subscribe today. Mayan, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I kind of just want to ask you what you're doing right now because you're not you're not in your hometown right now. You're in California? I am. Yeah, I'm down in Ventura, California. Actually, I just drove down to Thousand Oaks to buy a book because they were out of it at the Ventura Barnes and Noble. So I went down mm-hmm. to Thousand Oaks just to get this book. Um, and I was able to do that because I'm in a travel trailer right now um, that I'm essentially living out of while I'm being kind of a digital nomad, um, mm-hmm. working on all these kind of different projects from social media to promoting my glassblowing business. What book did you go get? It's called Rare Breed, and I was recommended it by a couple of people who said that this book really, really stood out to them. And then I learned a bit about the authors. Um, and I have just like a lot of similarities to these authors that I had to read the book. Um, one of them was going to be a veterinarian and dropped out of veterinary school to start up her marketing agency. And I dropped out of college with dreams of being a vet also to kind of get into copywriting and start up my um, you know, entrepreneur career. So I'm very interested to, to read the book. Oh, that's very interesting. So you dropped out of college and, and then what did you do after that? Yeah, so I dropped out of college, um, one, because I was making money in a way that I didn't even really know was possible, and that was through copywriting and just all sorts of writing gigs that I was finding off of Craigslist. So I would go to the, like Seattle and the Los Angeles Craigslist sections, um, the gig section, and then find all these, you know, write a blog for a 500-word blog for $30. And I was like, okay, great. And I have really um, fast touch typing skills, so I can type between like 80 and 100 words per minute, and I've always been really good at writing. So it made a lot of sense for me to be able to do this for side money while I was in college. And while I was doing that, I really realized that I was enjoying it much, much more than I was enjoying my classes, which I was paying money for. I was like, why? Am I paying money for something I don't enjoy when I'm actually getting paid to do something I do enjoy? And so I made like a really hard pivot. I dropped out. I started, um, you know, just doing this copywriting and learning more about what other options there were for making money online and in ways that I'd never thought of before. I think it's super brave that you made such a big pivot and you were leveraging your skills. Not everyone can say that they can do that. So I commend you for that. 
Thank you. Yeah, I think it definitely, um, you know, I had the advantage of I'd just met my um, boyfriend, who's now my husband, uh, several months before, like three or four months before. And we'd had this long distance relationship because he lived in Seattle and I met him when I was on um, summer break back from college. And so I, I kind of had this support system um, and uh, also kind of an emotional reason to want to drop out aside from the other emotional reasons of like not mm -hmm. enjoying school and feeling that it wasn't just right for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that that does help, but it's great that you had someone to there to support you as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it, it was very like, like you said, it was very scary. Um, yeah. My parents, my parents were always like very, very heavy into education. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I knew that they were very proud of me for going to this school and that they'd be very unhappy when I dropped out. Um, and that's the thing, honestly, that caused me the most stress. It wasn't even anything to do with school. It was just the fact of like, disappointing my parents and like the all these people who I knew really cared about me and would be disappointed by it but mm -hmm. I'm I'm really glad that I did and you know my parents eventually got over it and are very proud of me now they're more likely you know be inclined to to keep you on and use you continuously because you built that trust during you know this struggling time yeah I think that's good advice and I don't know if you have uh, some examples to share with us, but do you have any examples you can share about the marketing strategies that you're implementing for your clients right now? For sure. So, I mean, for some, some, uh, some of my clients who, you know, were forced to close because of the regulations, mm -hmm. uh, like in the, in the fitness industry right now, you know, most communications have, uh, have been done and now we're just producing content. Like, um, you know, if you're a gym, here's some workout tips to do at home. Here's, you know, a workout video for you to follow along with. These are things that I think uh, customer, you know, businesses in whatever sector they're in should be offering to their clients or to the customers now. Um, for, for other ones like, uh, like rental properties, uh, it's just something in, in terms of like, uh, here's how to, you know, save on, uh, you know, energy or electricity, you know, like those kind of things, just to sort of give people value to help them out through this time because everybody's going to struggle mm -hmm. and they all want tips to figure out how they're going to get through this. So if you position yourself as a thing like uh, how we're going to get through this together and you're there giving valuable, helpful and, and free content, then that's like the number one strategy um, in my mind. Best way to do it is through social media uh, mm -hmm. because, you know, everybody's connected to that. You find out which platform is best for you. And then you make your content, you tailor it to that platform that's easily consumable by your customers. What advice do you have for companies who are who don't have a an online presence? Because there, there. Well, I heard some stories that there are actually some companies who might not have an updated website or, or think they don't have the processes in place. And now that they're being hit with this, they're kind of like, "Oh no, what do we do? Do you have any?" actionable tips that they can implement right away that's a good question i <laughs> i focus only like on digital i do some mm. direct uh, direct uh, mail campaigns and advertising strategies like that but if you don't have a website or you don't have sort of online presence where people can come and find you then communing communicating to them will be much more difficult if you don't have a social media platform or page um then I guess my best advice would be, however you usually communicate with your customers, use that to, you know, mm -hmm. keep them updated or, or to help them out. I mean, I'm sure almost every company has uh, an email system in place. 
you know, that they can use. If not, uh, there's, you know, uh, a variety of great and uh, great and quick and quick to set up email platforms that they can do to just mm-hmm. send out communications and some content to their customers. So if you don't have any social media and you're not going to spend the money in, let's say, flyers, because the one that takes a lot of time to produce, mm-hmm. then just send out an email. Even if it's a call, just to communicate like, hey, like we're here. If you still need our help or something, like we're open or, you know, we can help you out with X, Y, and Z. And even that goes a long way. As long as you do what you can to reach out and help out your customers and show them that you're not all about business, that right now you're about, you know, helping, the, helping them and helping, you know, the, our, our global cause. Mm-hmm. then that's, that's just the best thing to do. And just before we wrap things up, I, I hope this doesn't happen, but let's say the quarantine lockdowns all over the place last a few months. How do you think marketing is going to change for companies then? That's a good question. I mean, I'm not a fortune teller. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the harsh reality is that marketing um, is like the hard 20 business sales is is the lifeblood and the marketing is is the organ that that pumps that through all you know through mm-hmm. through, through all of it uh with cash flow being as tight as it is you're gonna and a lot of people are gonna have to find really creative ways to reach out to customers to let them know that you know who you are what value you bring what solutions you offer to their problems Top of my head right now that uh, I'm just thinking about is to do, obviously, keep on social media because a lot of it can be organic, even though it's trickier because the system is very much pay to play. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep it up, there's something there. Uh, they will probably have to do more uh, communal events, maybe more uh, events, uh, like sort of event marketing once you know that ban uh, gets lifted and people can start communicating again. But other than that, um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely going to be tough. You have to find some way to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, marketing will always survive. It's just that we have to adapt to it. So whatever people will be allowed to do, let's say in the two, three months, is probably where you're going to see marketing uh, heading. Even if it's just some sort of, I don't know, like renting out a space on the street or a pop-up shop or something just to have people in there or, you know, start doing, uh, I hate telemarketing campaigns, but they, you know, they, it may just come to that. Mm-hmm. No, at the end yeah. of the day, it's really hard to predict what's going to happen. But whatever people are allowed to, to, to do, whatever tools are going to be available to reach out to customers, that's where you're going to see the trend in marketing. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for giving us all this information and uh, how to survive this from a marketing perspective. And uh, stay safe. No problem. You too. Thanks for having me again.